three. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now, in this very room. You built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Hello, everybody, and Happy New Year. Welcome to another episode of the Film Feast Podcast. I am your host, Matt Bledsoe. This week, we are talking about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory from 1971. Uh, to help me talk about it, I am joined by a man who is making his grand return to this podcast after exactly one year away. Uh, it's Ken Walker. Ken, how you doing? I am back again, and I'll tell you, I'm doing well, and I told you this off air, but there's part of me that's just like, man, I wonder how the Film Feast fan base feels about me. Like, it's just like, oh, this guy again. It's like, because I feel like I was a pretty decent part of it at first, but now I just make my guest appearances. But I'm happy to be back. You're a busy man. Listen, I don't know. <laughs> you, you told me in the past, you're like, Matt, I don't have time to do podcasting. I'm like, I don't know, can I do it once a week? <laughs> and you're like, you're like, I do once a month. And I'm like, whoo, I'm wiped out. So, um, no, it's fine. We joked, too. You're like the you're like the groundhog. Like, you pop up once a year now and then. It's like, hey, and then go back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except I don't make horribly inaccurate predictions about the weather, which is a very strange custom. Yes. Very strange custom. Uh, yeah, but oh, I did look back, I guess, earlier in 2023, because we are, this will drop second day of the new year, 2024. We're recording this the 28th, uh, 2023. I looked back, your last episode was January 2nd, 2023. Your next episode will be out on January 2nd. 2024 <laughs> so my yearly return baby it really is truly a year uh i because we always have you and i will take this week off between christmas and new year's because we just mm -hmm. refuse to work in this like twilight zone vacuum like dead time of the year <laughs> like, i remember you told me you saw a really funny meme that was just like the time between christmas and new year you should aspire to be as lazy as humanly possible it's like don't just lie on the couch become the couch, the couch. <laughs> yes which i took to heart yesterday i didn't move uh no, <laughs> i didn't try to do anything um it's pretty great i love this time of year it's just weird dead time when no one should be doing anything but i know people are working sadly but um but yes uh a new year we had talked about willy wonka doing this for like a long time, I think. And then it's funny because I asked you to do it, not even thinking about the fact there's a new Wonka movie out. That was not part of the decision. If anyone thought I timed this with the new Wonka movie, I was not thinking about it, unless it was subconscious, but I was not thinking about it like consciously, right. like, oh, let's capitalize on that Wonka heat. <laughs> so well, like... let me say what's so funny is I feel like both of us were like, oh yeah, I'm not interested in the new Wonka movie, but I've been hearing a lot of good things about it. But I think you and I both are like, I kind of don't want an origin story of Willy Wonka. I want to keep him mysterious. Yeah, I don't need that. I mean, I guess we'll get more into this when we get from the show, but it's like, I, I don't need a Wonka origin story. <laughs> like, I never wondered about his background or how he came up or the Oompa Loompa origin. Like, I don't, he makes some comment about it in the original, which is like, that's enough. I don't need more. And then right. ever since we just had to keep piling on Wonka lore. Like we don't need this. Yeah. Like, the Tim Burton version gave us that like sad story about his dad being a dentist and denying him any treats or anything. 
insane. Who 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 needs that? I have not. I guess Dodie. we'll talk a little bit about that Tim Burton version. But you'll sorry, have to tell ahead. me because I've still never seen it. You'll have to tell me all about it. You've um, never seen it? No. Oh wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> kind of like what I'm doing with the new Wonka. I'm just refusing to see it no matter what anybody says. I'm like, I don't need. I don't take a hard stand on the original Willy Wonka not being sequelized or remade. I don't know why that's where I choose to. <laughs> to fight but i'm just That's like no you're gonna die on don't need more willy wonka um but uh i was gonna ask you and i don't know if you, we didn't talk about this beforehand have you watched anything like that's non-christmas related in the past few weeks with all been christmas movies no it's pretty much all been christmas movies but i will tell you um because i know you usually like to ask hey what's at least one new thing that you've watched i had never kelsey and i both my wife and i had never seen uh love actually and so we watched that this year and we did not care for it, actually. It's <laughs> okay. I think you're in, um, I don't think you're in the minority in that anymore. I think every year I see more people post like, this movie's psychotic. What is, why is this a beloved classic? <laughs> it's really, and you know what's so funny is, it's sort of, it's one of those movies with like a big ensemble cast and a ton of different stories going on. And Kelsey and I both thought that because of that, it would move quickly because we're jumping from story to story. It stays fresh, but it it dragged so much for us. Oh, wow. And um, surprisingly, I think we both actually like, I think it's like a 2010, the movie Valentine's Day, which is sort of the same concept. We like that better. And I think that's a movie that has a generally lower approval rating. Yeah, I haven't seen either one. I've seen bits and pieces of Love, actually. Uh, some clips are hard to like not see. Like the, is it Andrew Lincoln from Walking Dead with like the signs outside of someone's house? Like the handwritten. Yep. Like, yeah, that's the iconic. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't seen that. I haven't seen the Valentine's Day thing. Uh, I think if you have a Christmas theme, you have a built-in like audience every year. There's like, like a the there's like a, gonna come for it. <laughs> there's like a revival rate every year. Like um I saw a good example, I can't remember what it was now, that there was a movie that was like, oh, this kind of did not no one cared this one came out, but now it's Christmas related. So I feel like every year it gets pulled out of the the bin. Mm. It's like, well, let's give this another shot. Yeah. <laughs> um kind of gives your movie like a built-in like lifeline like if you put it at christmas so I, people have definitely turned on love actually from what i can see like i used to be like just i thought it was like a beloved like christmas uh, classic and then every year since people go in like i hate love actually why does everyone love this movie <laughs> yeah well th what's funny thing is uh one thing that specifically kelsey didn't like and i mean i find it weird too is so hugh grant plays the prime minister of the uk and he <laughs> sort of has this love story with this lady who's like an aide in the office and the lady is very average looking and they keep referring to her as very as like chubby oh i've heard like about makes, this yeah i think i saw a picture of that she's a beautiful young woman she doesn't look <laughs> much overweight at all yes i did oh so. i finally saw a picture of the woman i can't remember the actress who plays her yeah but i had never i've heard this reference and I said, that's the woman that they're calling like chubby or overweight or fat or whatever. And I'm like, what the, like, what? I couldn't believe it. When I finally saw the picture, I was like, this is insanity. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, I do think it was 2003, Three, I yeah. believe. And I do believe like Finn was very in at that time. Uh, yeah. And then that's like around the time of like Bridget Jones's diary uh, with Renee Zellweger. They're always like, oh, mm -hmm. she's so chubby. And I'm like, I don't think she's yeah, what big the fuck at all. Is like weird. <laughs> fucked up beauty standards um, for right. the 2000s. Uh, yeah, I continue to not see Love Actually, and until someone like just puts it on in front of me, I don't think I'm gonna watch it. Right. <laughs> but well, sorry you guys didn't enjoy that one. Um, yeah. But yeah. um, anything new you've come across recently? I just have two things because most of my stuff's been 
Christmas movies and kind mm-hmm. of watching or rewatching 2023 movies to try to make my top 10 list, which has been uh, exceptionally hard this year for some reason. Like I can't decide on what I want in the list to keep changing things. Um, but I got two things I can talk about. One is new that may or may not be my top 10. I don't, I really honestly don't know yet. Um, movie called the iron claw just came out, which mm-hmm. is about the fun Eric family. I can't remember if you and I even talked about it just at all. If we, if we talked about it, but I think we um, talked about it briefly, but go ahead. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the Zac Efron stars as Kevin Von Erich. So the Von Erich family is like a very famous wrestling family, uh, primarily in the 70s, but was the 80s. They like completely were so popular in like the Dallas area. They were beloved. Uh, there was all these brothers and their dad was a wrestler when he was younger. Uh, and their dad is just one of those like really shitty, like typical, like, you know, men don't cry, don't cry in front of me, don't show emotions, I'll beat you with the belt, like, gotta work mm-hmm. harder, and you know, just a very, like, one of those dads, just push, 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 and uh, I, you know, it's about their, about the family getting into wrestling, like, all the brothers basically, almost all the brothers took to, like, wrestled a little bit, um, and it's all about their careers, but all, it's the, it's so tragic, like, I, you should look up this story, if I here told you, like, um, because it's just like one tragedy after another, which I mm. like, it's very sad. I knew, I knew going in, like I knew the story about the Von Eriks, but like, even knowing the story, it was still like really sad, especially the ending, like killed me. Um, mm-hmm. it was funny because I was telling my sister like, the day after I saw it, cause she was asking about it. Cause she's like, I'm not going to see the sad wrestling drama. <laughs> she, and it's right. like based on true story. You go and tell me about it. I started telling her the whole story about, and then this happened, and then that happened. She was like, oh, my God. And then I got to the ending, and I got emotionally, like, I got, like, teared up just talking about the end of the movie because it's very sad. Like, it really, really messed me up. So, um, really good. I think Zac Efron's really good. Uh, he really has to carry the weight of most of it. Um, is, this, is this one of those situations where it's just like, oh, I can acknowledge this is really good? but I don't enjoy it enough that I want to put it in. Like, I just, yeah, I, don't, it's, I, I don't have a good time with it. That's a debate. I mean, like for a top 10, I always like to kind of weigh, like how much am I going to revisit this? I don't think I may ever revisit the iron claw. Cause it's so depressing. Um, but it's really good. I can't deny it's really good and really well mm-hmm. done. It's just one of those things where it's like, how many times you want to go through the story? Like, right. uh, but it is, yeah, it's brutal, but it's really well done. I thought it was really good. Um, so if you're in the mood for sadness, go see iron claw. <laughs> like, right. uh, and something not new that I finally got around to watching because it came up on Twitter again. Uh, like it comes up a lot. I feel like it's kind of a cult following now. It's a little beloved. Speed Racer from 2010, the Wachowski Speed Racer. I've actually heard people have, like, when I first, so I was in high school, I think, when that movie came out. And so it's, it just looks like a, big dumb action movie but i've actually heard a lot of people have sort of come around and be like oh this is actually kind of stylish and cool oh okay yeah it was 2008 i was like you're already out of high school by 2010 right in 2008 so no i graduated high school in 2011 oh my god that makes me feel so old. <laughs> sorry <laughs> ken and i don't feel that far apart in age most of the time until we stuff like that and i'm like oh god it's like you're a baby <laughs> how did this happen uh well yeah you were in high school then because it was 08 i forgot it was the same year as like dark knight and all this other stuff um yes it didn't do well, I think. It cost so much money and didn't do that well. Um, and now I look back on it and I'm just like, oh my God, this is so amazingly stylized. And like, mm-hmm. um, it, it 
teeters for me. I don't know what gets offended. Like between like being completely like over the top. <laughs> like I mean, it is kind of over the top, but it's like I the visuals were like sometimes you look at it and go, oh, this kind of looks kind of crappy, and then sometimes you look at it and you'll feel like you're like this is amazingly beautiful. Um, yeah. Kind of went back and forth, but I love how the Wachowskis do. There's like a fight scene that uh, they repost a couple times where it's like they're using. It's like snowy in the movie and they're kind of like speeding it up and the snow looks like almost like the action lines in an anime, like it, like how yeah. you'd animate like a fight scene in anime. So um, they really do a good job, like trying to get that style across. Like it's super. Well, because the original, right. Yeah, because <laughs> the original uh, Speed Racer cartoon was like one of those very early animes, like very right. early, like very stiff animation. But um, yeah, my understanding did you ever follow this uh, group of uh, film reviewers, uh, the Spill Crew? There's Corey I, and I don't think like, so. Carlisle and well, the guy who so it was it was a really weird like film review site where like they animated themselves reviewing movies, so they were like animated characters. But the guy who voiced the the critic Carlisle was um, C. Robert Cargill. And then he went on to have like a very good oh yeah yeah uh, writing career in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, like his first big one was um, Sinister. Um, right. But anyways, yeah, yeah. but they were talking. But yeah, way back in 2008, they were talking about that movie, and Corey was talking about how, like the straight up the cars are doing karate moves on each other in that movie, and it's just insane. I really thought about that. I <laughs> I guess they were. I they just like. Uh... They're kind of car fighting. <laughs> yeah, sports. exactly. It's like cars are locked together and spinning around. Um, yeah, it really. I, sometimes it's so cheesy that I was almost like, ah. But I think the whole tone of the whole thing works. Like everything works. Where it's like just the performances and the style. It's like it's all kind of like cheesy in a good way. Cheesy mm-hmm. over the top. Like captures that style they were trying to get. Like clearly they had a very distinct like look in their mind, and they like I think it nailed that i had a lot of fun with it it was a good time it was really crazy i was like this mm-hmm. is i mean now you just appreciate so much because like it's like movies don't look this much like this creative and fun like uh there's so it's so colorful like it's insane um uh i love john goodman at one point like throws a ninja out a window and he's like i guess they were a ninja and i was like this is just silly this is i love <laughs> it because um I, I really think that movie really went under the radar because like you said it was yeah. the same summer as the dark night and i remember like a lot of critics at the time were calling that like the summer of 08 superhero summer because it was like the dark knight the incredible hulk iron man hellboy 2 was coming out and little did they know how superhero movies for the next decade would just dominate the culture yeah i just say look it was may so it came out like early ish in the summer okay so spring going i thought it came summer. out like christmas but yeah it did not I mean, it costs so much money. That's the problem. It just costs so much, mm-hmm. which is the problem. They still have day like things, even they make a good amount of money. It's like, they still cost so much. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. Uh, I had fun. Um, it's definitely different. They're really trying to capture, like, sometimes you're watching it, like, am I just watching like a live action cartoon? This is insane, but yeah. uh, it's cool. I appreciate it. I could see why critics would kind of dump on it in 2008. Especially well, here's, like, yeah, here, here's a comparison I'll try to make. And you can tell me because I haven't seen it. I've seen the clips and I've seen reviews of it. Would you say it's almost comparable to like a Sin City type of thing where it's really trying to capture the style? Like, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that not in terms of obviously I don't understand how they look, but like just the terms mm-hmm. of like somebody really trying to 
uh, ape a style. Although mm -hmm. I haven't seen much of the Speed Racer cartoon. I feel like this takes the Speed Racer cartoon visuals and amps them up to like a hundred. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. it's it's like what they wanted Speed Racer to be in their minds as kids almost. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's somewhat definitely they're trying to do the anime style pretty well. Like that fight scene is really cool with like the action lines. Um, this appreciate directors having like a really unique vision in their head. <laughs> like it's very mm -hmm. unique style and vision. So yeah, it's cool. I mean, and like the story and characters may not be as great, but the visuals like trump all of that. So um. It's a good time. Uh, that's really all I had. I mean, otherwise, it's been, you know, Christmas stuff. And exactly. Yeah, so. Um, all right. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, uh, a movie that we just had a full on uh, debate at my Christmas dinner about because my mom, me, and my sister were like, you showed us Willy Wonka. And she's like, I've never seen it. <laughs> we were like, what? <laughs> we were like, how else would we have seen it? Like, who was I mean, I guess it could have been on TV. I have no idea. I was like, I thought you would have shown this to us. She's like, nope, never seen it. She's like adamant. And we're trying to tell her like, no, I'm pretty sure you showed it to us or watched it with us. And it caused a whole debate at the dinner table. But uh, <laughs> but we never settled anything. And she was like, well, we sh I should watch it. And I was like, you should. But I was like, I'm not going to have time. to have a podcast on it next week. So we was to watch it as a family. But I was like, I got to listen. I got podcasting to do. I can't wait. So I had to watch it without them. <laughs> but my mom still has claimed to not see Willy Wonka. I don't believe her. I don't know when I first saw it. Uh, I just felt like it was on TV a lot. Like, mm -hmm. and it still is. I turned on the TV, like, last week, and it happened to be on, like, when Charlie finds the ticket. Um, and I was like, oh, I got to watch this for the podcast soon. But I'm like, I can't start in the middle. Um, but, but, yeah, do you, was this, like, a beloved family classic in your house? Or was this, like, you just found on your own? Or <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure, uh, I, I think I first saw the movie a few months before the Tim Burton Charlie and the Chocolate Factory came out. Um, because I mean, again, sorry, Matt, if this makes you feel old, but <laughs> I was 2005, so I was turning 13 that year. Oh my god! And <laughs> I'm sorry, but so I was, yeah, probably 11 or 12 when I first saw Willy Wonka, and so I'll actually say this: so I watched it, and then yeah, a few months later, I watched uh, the Tim Burton Charlie and the Ch Chocolate Factory, and I know you said you've actually never seen the Tim Burton version. Mm -hmm. But as a kid, I stupidly enjoyed the Tim Burton version better because I loved that stupidly annoying Willy Wonka song. And um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But as an adult, I've grown to be like, oh, yeah, no, that's that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure somebody would back you up on that. Uh, you don't have to well, OK, OK. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm over here saying, quote unquote, it's not good. But, you know, I actually I think I don't hate on it as much as other people do. Um, there's a lot to not like. I think the visuals are great. It's modern Tim Burton, but um, you know, I, I I like a lot of the stuff visually and artistically. Like you look back on Willy Wonka's childhood, which we can talk about why that's not necessary, and it's very dark and dreary. And so he made this magical candy world. But but anyways, no. But the original is is an all time classic. Yeah, I would agree. Uh that about the original i don't know about the remake but uh yeah i just the, the weird obsession now with like giving wonka a backstory it's like i don't mm -hmm. understand um and i think we both we both have read the book the original mm -hmm. book uh i don't remember there being much about a backstory in the book am i not remembering no that? <laughs> no like, there wasn't because yeah. i read it pretty recently um i read i listened to it on an audiobook 
Um, <laughs> You're like, I'm a fraud. Say, I, listen I, I still say, I, if I listen to a book on audiobook, I still just say I've read the book. It's just I mean, easier. That's fair. I wouldn't give a shit about that too. I just thought it was funny. It was like I read it. No, I listened to it. I, I yeah. <laughs> no, but it's but it's largely um yeah, no, it's pretty devoid of any backstory for Willy Wonka. Um, I will say one thing that the Tim Burton version does is the songs that the Oompa Loompas that the Oompa Loompas sing are in fact from the book. Like those songs in the book became the songs in the Tim Burton version. I forgot there were songs in the book because I was gonna say I've read the book, but that was I don't know. I was like in second grade or so. Third, you know, like yeah. I was, it was years ago. Um, I remember liking the book a lot. I thought there's a lot mm-hmm. more stuff with the Wonka Vader. Yes. Okay. And, um, and I will say, so the book, it, it's a very easy book to sort of get through because there are story beats, you know, okay. Augustus Gloop got a ticket. Now Veruca Salt got her ticket and then it moves along. Okay. Augustus Gloop gets, you know, his punishment and Veruca Salt gets her. So it's very beat by beat. So it's a pretty easy story to read, um, but yeah, no, it's um, but yeah, those songs, yeah, uh, originated in the book, and the Oompa Loompa songs that are in the original that everyone loves so much, the Oompa Loompa, those are all created for the movie. Well, they did a good job because those are. <laughs> oh yeah, those are great. <laughs> those are great. Uh, and yeah. uh, on, on that topic, do we want to sort of talk about the the music of the movie? Well, here I, that, that kind of leads into a question I already had. So there, everyone's like, I don't know if you heard about this. The the new Wonka, people were almost kind of surprised, or the studio was trying to hide that it was a musical, like mm-hmm. that. But I and I haven't seen the Charlie Chalk, the oh Tim Burton one. Like, if that has song, aren't they all technically musicals? Like, I guess technically, <laughs> but the um, so the Tim Burton one, really the only songs that I remember are the Oompa Loompa songs and that obnoxious Willy Wonka song. Okay. Um. Now the original is sort of like a classic, you know, old style Rodgers and Hammerstein type of musical where people don't talk to each other in song, but there are song numbers in it. I feel like modern day musicals, it's a lot of like talk singing. Right. Yeah. Like, and I was trying to think, so the music of the original Willy Wonka, we're talking about all the Wonkas apparently. I'm just all over the place with Wonka. Um, that two of which I have not seen, but the the first one I was trying to think about this because it's like a, a long running joke that I don't like musicals, and I but mm-hmm. I was watching the first Willy Wonka and I was like, this has this counts as a musical, right? Like even a, but oh, yeah, the, I have the, it the in the musical section on my shelf. Oh my god, <laughs> I can't <laughs> well, I can't enjoy this anymore. No, I uh, it's weird because I yeah I'm like I don't like musicals, but for some reason this one works for me. Although I will say I had forgotten some of the songs, especially in the first half of the movie, mm-hmm. like I forgot it like comes right in with that Candyman song. Which I don't which, love. <laughs> which did you know the, so the actor who plays that role is, oh, his name was Aubrey something. Um, but they originally wanted Sammy Davis Jr. to play that role. Oh. And that is a Sammy Davis Jr. song. That's okay. I thought that was a, yeah, a song before <laughs> this movie. So yeah. they couldn't afford him. Is that the problem? <laughs> uh, I think it was more a matter of like, he was too big of a celebrity at the time and they thought it would be distracting. Probably would be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just right. But right off the bat too. It's like, Oh, there's Amy Davis Jr. <laughs> yeah. But I will say um, the song that I don't care for, and I think is notoriously known as the not good song that most people skipped. Can you guess what it is? Uh, the look up Charlie song. 
the cheer up charlie cheer oh is it cheer up charlie i was looking up charlie yeah wow i fucking hate that song it's so <laughs> dull and just dra- drags God, on it goes on i can't i'll be honest with you i fast forwarded through it I, I oh i can't take, blame you it's the one song it. everyone's like yeah I'll, I'll skip this one i was like oh my god i had blacked this out of my memory of this <laughs> movie like Candyman, a little bit even you know, it starts with the movie off i'm like oh yeah this song that's fine whatever it's pretty quick the cheer up charlie just goes on and on it drags i don't think it's a very good song it's like yeah, and, and at least the Candyman is like an upbeat cheery song cheer up charlie just drags and drags and drags it's like we got it he's sad like you it's like we we understood the guy's bummed out i get it he lives in a, a shack with all of you you the old layabout grandparents uh exactly he, he's got no money he can't put it in the wonka contest he's just the poor boy um yeah that song apologies anyone that's like i love that song I'm like i did not enjoy it and then i was like oh no do i not like willy wonk as much as i remember um but i do remember as a kid having this problem with out oh, problems right word but like i always just wanted to get to the chocolate factory like i was like mm-hmm. the movie completely i don't want to completely changes that point but it's a very it becomes very different i think it's like it's very segment into like okay before the chocolate factory and then we're in the chocolate factory mm-hmm. and i feel like the stuff in the chocolate factory is just way more better and memorable than most of the other stuff in the movie <laughs> like i will say that but i also want to say um as an adult i actually do enjoy uh, a lot of the stuff before the chocolate factory better than i did as a kid because a lot of the humor is very dry adult humor like i love you know when everyone is like going crazy looking for the wonka bars the classic joke is the 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 rich like heiress of some fortune has a whole bunch of Wonka bars and like these like terrorists have kidnapped her husband and they have a ransom saying they want all your chocolate bars and she's like well how long will they give me to make the decision and the cop being like it's your husband's life or something she's like well let me think about it (laughs) yeah exactly and um just a very silly gag when uh, Augustus Luke gets his ticket. There's that reporter and he's got like the antler ears on the wall behind him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I noticed that this time. Just a little like, dry, very British style of humor, I'd say. Oh, you know. Which I, I know you're not crazy about either. <laughs> uh, you know, I feel about British humor. No, it's like a running joke too, but that, all my running jokes, musicals, British humor, like uh, that I'm against these things completely, which is right. Not completely true. Uh, no, <laughs> I just tend to not like it as much. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, but yeah, I do. I mean, there's there was funny stuff. Like you said, like the the thing with the phone call with like the ransom thing. It's like how much time will they give me? Um, I like all the buildup of like the news following this. Like it's the biggest story in the world. I know. Um, <laughs> like you know, maybe it would be in 1971. I don't know, but uh, um, all that stuff. Like the introduction of all the kids. Like it's still good stuff. I just, I just still am like i just read how much build-up and setup it is which is important i understand uh but i'm just like get me to willy wonka in that chocolate factory <laughs> that's where the fun stuff is and i how much little how much how little time is left by the time we get in there i think it's like i'm trying to, I, i'm sure like i try to time it like this like like the boat sequence like right after that there's only like 30 minutes left like after really? that boat sequence, yeah like <laughs> I will say, I'm a fraud. I haven't rewatched the movie for this, but I'll, I, Willy Wonka is like in my top ten favorite movies. I think so. It's so it's very much ingrained in me. I mean, I watched it and was like, I probably didn't need to rewatch this for the podcast because I remembered like every single beat of it because it is a very like you said like a it's a 
the story's kind of like beat by beat by beat. It's like you introduce the kids, you introduce Charlie, uh, you know, and then you get rid of the kids one by one. Like, you know, you know, which I saw a really funny meme that was like, Willy Wonka is my favorite story about children with very age appropriate character flaws that get murdered for it get murdered for it now listen they're probably fine we uh we don't know that the, they're the dead. book the book does clarify they're okay at the end <laughs> i figured okay how does it clarify are they all just like there at the end i can't remember do you remember how it like yeah the the tim burton version actually does it pretty well like they all oh. walk out of the chocolate factory brucus all's covered in garbage uh <laughs> augustus gloop is covered in chocolate mike tv is stretched out and <laughs> how's Violet? Uh, after Violet after... Beauregard is she's like thin, stretched out, and blue, <laughs> which is what they do in the Tim Burton one. Okay, I did hear the Tim Burton one was a little closer to the book, or yeah, except more... they add that weird Wonka backstory with his dad, played by Christopher Lee, being a dentist. Christopher Lee, man, he was really just willing to do anything Tim Burton asked him to at that yeah, point. I, I mean, like... God bless Tim Burton for giving him work, but I just think it was funny. It was like, what am I doing today, Tim? Like, what do you got me stuck? <laughs> Thanks for the job, Tim. Seriously. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, the stuff before that's fun, but yeah, like the 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 Cheer Up Charlie, just that killed me. I was like, I gotta just skip. I was like, no, not skip. Forever. Exactly. So, oh. um, so we were just talking about the Tim Burton one, and we've talked about the new Timothy Chalamet version. And so I sort of want to get to the man of the hour, Willy Wonka himself, if we may. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking last night. That's probably part of the reason I don't want them to. I'm so against like the remakes or whatever you want to call them at this point, the prequels, sequels, the requels. Because um, I just don't think anybody could play it like Gene Wilder played it because it's so perfect, so oh, good. Yeah. And I don't think anybody modern I could think of could play it like he played it, honestly. <laughs> Well, and I think, so we've talked about this. The big thing we like about Lee Wonka is that he's mysterious, right? Right. And, you know, the Tim Burton version gives him that background. And this new one is like his total like backstory of how he became Willy Wonka. But honestly, I think that's part of the appeal that Gene Wilder puts on it. And I think he said he wanted to make the appearance as Willy Wonka, where he comes out with that cane walking all slow. And then he does a quick somersault. And the reason he wanted to do that was because that will make him unpredictable as a character. And that is what I realized I really love about Gene Wilder. Because, you know, there's times he's like rude and sarcastic towards the kids, but other times he's like magical and whimsical. Then he has that insane boat sequence that is just so <laughs> notorious. It's almost yeah. not worth talking about. <laughs> um, and then he like berates uh, Grandpa and uh, grandpa joe and and uh, charlie at the mm -hmm. end and it's just it's totally unpredictable and that's kind of what makes him amazing i think that's I, yeah because he goes between all these different modes and so quickly and unpredictably where he's like like a sarcastic dick and then he is but he's also like warm and like funny and very like and he's like super energetic and he's just like you know let's go and then the, then he's like insane like on the boat sequence or when he switches to being angry uh near the very end it's like it's all believable like i think this is oh, all yeah. parts of this man who is insane and i can't predict what he's gonna do next <laughs> like um which is part of the magic of the whole thing i'm like i don't know mm -hmm. he can go to any emotion i have no idea what he's gonna be like in the next sequence or you know the next room what's he gonna do this time uh like, his dry like sarcasm 
<laughs> like, like so him being like whimsical and charming obviously the pure imagination scene and that song he's singing right. is so enchanting but him being a sarcastic dick i love i think it's when um mike tv wants to get shrunk and he's he's running for it and willie's just like no please stop don't it's... <laughs> well i think i still do this to this day when it's like someone's gonna do something i don't I'm like i want to see them do it but i gotta stop I'm like oh no yeah. please don't yeah stop like no like i just like the casual like don't know um like he's very not passive good. like so you have deniability right pat yeah just let him let him do it oh god that yeah that, that did crack me up again i was like that part's great um just him trying to tell these kids to do stuff and they're not listening he's just like all right it's just like here you go yeah. like uh prepare to be murdered by uva loompas no <laughs> no murder but uh but yeah those kids i'm like are they i, I remember the kid being like are those kids okay <laughs> yeah augustus um, especially was in a drowning near drowning incident i'm pretty sure <laughs> i remember being a small kid i think i like saw that scene on tv and i was kind of scared by the augustus gloop thing where he's like stuck in the tube yeah kind of a you know phobic type thing like a very be, like, claustrophobic a yeah, exactly. space, yeah and drown while you're stuck in it so mm-hmm. uh god he yeah i mean G, i think g water's like the magic the missing piece of the puzzle like, i don't know if the movie would be as beloved if it wasn't for him um i mean i think everybody, people are good in the movie i just think he like takes it to like this other level that's the other reason mm-hmm. i just i'm like I'm not interested in other Willy Wonka portrayals because I'm like, like, he did the perfect one. It's like, I don't need to yep. see anymore. Um, and it's just so funny. And yeah, the, um, what's I going to say? Uh, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, trying to think what else um, specifically about like, so once we're in the chocolate factory, I don't know, I guess we can sort of go one by one and sort of talk about the <laughs> Are they different children. <laughs> The dispatching of the children, exactly. Well, yes. I okay, here's my question to you. Here's a prompt for you. Can you can you rank the children in terms of awful and their doom awfulness? No, I was like the, just the least awful child to the most awful child in terms of how okay. they act. This may be obvious, yeah. but <laughs> give me okay. I think I can do this pretty off the cuff, actually. So worst of them all, I think, is Veruca Salt. I think she's hands down the worst kid. Yes. Okay. I I thought that'd be like a no-brainer of like She's the worst one, right? Like, she's clearly, like, beyond oh any of these other kids. Like, the other kids always have, like, things. Like, I love TV. Honestly, none of the other kids are that bad of kids, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's like, I love food. I love gum. I love TV. She loves to get stuff and is a real awful person about it, which she doesn't get it. Like, um, so, like, I thought that was going to be your number one, was her. Oh, uh, yeah, she's awful. I, I know. I, at that point, now you could you could surprise me with the other three. I don't know how you you know would rank the other one. Um, I guess maybe Mike TV after her, just because he's he's very snotty towards mm-hmm. Willy Wonka. He's kind of a know it all. Um, then I guess, I mean, I guess uh, uh, Violet Beauregard, just because she's you know arrogant and likes you know you know waving at her friend on TV and like thinking she's better <laughs> than her. And then uh, Augustus Gloop is just a chubby kid. I mean, lots. It's that's not a horrible thing. Yeah, <laughs> the boy likes food. Who amongst us doesn't? Uh, he uh, that probably my exact same rank. I probably say Augustus is the least awful child. Then probably Violet, and then probably Mike TV. Although they they could be switched maybe. Like it's pretty close. But Faruka Salt is like hands down the worst child oh, yeah. by far. She's just the I want it now thing. <laughs> just like 
<laughs> I was like, oh, this girl is so much worse than I remembered. She's just constantly yelling at people. I was like, please send her down the chute as soon as possible. <laughs> yes. like, Which also, they, if you remember in the book, um, it's not geese, it's squirrels. Which they do in the oh, Tim Burton yeah. version. Yeah, she's a bad it. egg versus a bad nut. Right, right. I wonder why they changed that. It's just so weird. I think it's because they couldn't. <laughs> They're probably back in 1971. They could just build like big robotic geese. You couldn't really oh, do that with true. squirrels as that's much, true. I would say. <laughs> would it look as good for the squirrels? That's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it works. It's a great joke, visual joke at the end when it's, he stands on a thing and it goes to bad and just drops her tail. <laughs> like, yeah, and then Willie's just like, she was a bad egg. Like, very point <laughs> blank. Hey, Oompa Loompas, get out here and oh. sing another murder song for these children. Oh my God. <laughs> that's so. Children. Yeah, and it's so great how very, again, this goes to his unpredictability, just how casually he's just like, oh, yeah, well, that leads to the furnace, which in, in turn will just take her to the incinerator. And <laughs> they're like, what? Yeah, how casually he gives like bad news. Like, I mean, just go to the furnace and then the incinerator. It's like, well, what? Yeah. Um, oh, man. Uh, he's great. I, I, you know, okay, another thing I'm asking you about. If you look on Letterboxd, the main villain of this movie is Grandpa Joe. People, people oh, yeah. cannot stand Grandpa Joe. Um, poor Jack Albertson, who I who I really like as Grandpa Joe. Um, I do see now as an adult. I'm like, wait a minute, why weren't you? <laughs> why, like, you weren't clearly he's if if he were really bedridden, his muscles would have atrophied. He could not have gotten up and like done this whole song and dance number. Uh, yeah, no, he's he has a. A whole song and dance number that he could do right out of the bed and i'm just like and now as an adult i am i'm kind of like you son of a bitch you could have been working to help this family this whole time this poor <laughs> poor mom's out here working her ass off uh doing all the chores and you're just in your little bed all day mm -hmm. oh i guess the power of a willy wonka trip got you out of bed <laughs> yeah exactly. there's great memes about that too like it's just like you know your family needs you to you know help provide for them in a lion bed all day child finds a, chick, a ticket to a fucking candy factory and it's just an image of an old man dancing. <laughs> just wonder if the rest of the family was as shocked. Like, he left and they were like, what the fuck, Joe? Like, they were like, what the fuck? <laughs> this whole time, we could have used your help. He's like, oh, I, it was the power of the Willy Wonka tour. I I couldn't right. walk before. Like, you're so right. shit, Grandpa Joe. Um, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um... Yeah, I mean, he just pops right up. And then I, I read a whole, someone had a whole thing about uh, stuff he does where he's the one that gets Charlie to try the fizzy lifting drinks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like Charlie and he is, he is so willing at the end to be like, eh, you know what? Slugworth wants this. You son of a bitch. We're going to give it to him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, listen, another thing as an adult that I'm like, the stuff Slugworth, Slugworth is offering, who we find out is not really Slugworth, but like, yes. The stuff he's offered to Charlie is like hard to pass up, especially when you're like broke. <laughs> like this man is offering, I think he offered him a house, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, a bunch of money. I was like, this is tough. Like this, it's like that reminds I me. I remember way yeah. back when you and I talked about it's a wonderful life, and when Mr. Potter offers George Bailey twenty thousand a year, we found out in modern money that's like three hundred thousand. It's just like, eh, you know, we can talk. You know, yeah. <laughs> listen, we we can have a conversation. Um, listen, being adult changes your view on money. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, like... right. But um, yeah, no, actually, um, Slugworth, I believe, is a creation for this movie. I don't believe he's in the book. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure I could be mistaken. <laughs> Forgot about that. But uh, 
yeah, I he's offered some good deals. I don't. I'm just <laughs> like, yeah. I would try. It would have been fake, but you know, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I think it's weird how like um, when each of the kids gets their ticket, like Slugworth just sort of sneaks in, whispers in their ears, but Charlie gets this whole like explanation. I'm like, man, did he like put all of this into like one little whisper for each yeah, of yeah. these kids? Hmm. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> um it's uh it's a good question i don't i don't know i'm gonna assume they just would cut everything else but yeah charlie gets a whole spiel in an alley but which is creepy that guy scared that guy creeped me out as a kid yeah he's a, he's, he's a little creepy yeah especially when he comes at you in a dark alley it's i don't like <laughs> you, you get that stranger danger feeling from him yeah i don't love that so uh yeah <laughs> i mean uh, good on charlie because i might have been like you know what i'm taking that deal so <laughs> Yeah, like, exactly. Mama needs a new house. I see how hard she works. Like, uh, you know, um, I, we would still quote that Willy Wonka thing at the end at like my old my old job. Like because we got on like uh, like a lot of calls, I feel like. And like there was it was like loan reviews and things like that. And, uh, you know, I feel there's a lot of chances to be like you get nothing. You lose. Good day. Good day, sir. <laughs> I said good day, sir. Um, like just. You know, we got the phone and be like, I said good day. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's like a running <laughs> joke. Um, yeah, at the end, it's like it hurts when he snaps it. Yeah. Early. You're like, he's oh, scary. He's scary. Yeah, it's not fun. I'm like, I thought you were a fun guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought you were <laughs> that family guy joke. Like, I thought you were cool and kind of ants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now, you, now you're scaring me, Willy Wonka. Um, yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's so good in this. I do think, uh, the kid that plays Charlie is really, really good too. Is it Peter Ostrom? Ostrom. Uh, Ostrom. 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 Yeah. Which, um, that's something I wanted to bring up. I'm not sure about the other kids, but you know what he grew up to do as a living? Oh, I feel like I know this, but I don't, I can't think of it. But what uh, is it? Big, a- big animal veterinarian. So like horses and sheep. Oh, and cows. I did he... not know that. I thought he got into like the film business in some way. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. No, he just became a, uh, like a farm animal veterinarian. Wow. Well, good for him. Very random. <laughs> very, it's very random. Uh, good for him. Um, I was yeah, say, but um, yeah. No, yeah. The it's so funny. I don't think. I mean, aside, aside from Gene Wilder, do I really know much about any of the other actors and what they've done outside of this? Do you? I know. I know. Grandpa Joe, Jack Albertson was in stuff, which I'm sure as I'll look it up, I remember. Um, Beside Adventure. Uh, movie called dead and buried i think it was on a tv show for a long time um and i cannot find it <laughs> um chico and the man it was a show oh. <laughs> a show yeah, from yeah, the yeah. 70s he was in that i've never seen but i remember the name of um should have got oh shit around. he was he was he was the old man the hunter in fox and the hound oh okay so yeah there i knew he go. had a career outside of this but um yeah off the top of my head nobody else really uh they popped um or stood out but mm-hmm. uh i do think they're all pretty good i <laughs> i was thinking of all the uh i guess punishments or things that happens to the kid i was like jesus veruca seems like it's by far the worst like I was like, like she the... can like there's a very strong chance of death here like a fiery <laughs> painful death <laughs> um oh wait did i say did i say veruca Oh, did Violet. you say Veruca? I meant Violet, is what I meant. Oh. But I may have said yeah. Veruca. But uh, just, I was like, she could blow up at any moment. <laughs> yeah, just, exactly. Also, a lot of the Upas have 
Oopa Loopas have passive aggressive like songs ready to throw at people at all times. Like, what do you get when you gobble down sweets? It's like, hey, can you lay off? All right, yeah, <laughs> I got a exactly. problem, Loopas. Okay, and uh... like I said, very normal character flaws for children their age. And right. like they're being fucking, even if they don't die, they're being so chastised and horribly punished for it. <laughs> um, oh, no. No, the other thing that's like so funny is in the Tim Burton version, they point this out. Like one of the catchers are like, hey, how did they have this song prepared for this? Oh, and yeah. Willy Wonka is just like, ah, oh, you can, you know how you just make up rhymes here and there. It's the same thing. It's just like, I don't know. This is pretty elaborate, Wonka. Okay, it's a pretty good joke, actually. <laughs> I didn't know that was in there. Um, yeah, it is. They just have ready to roll. They, listen, they got a few phrases to interchange. I'm thinking some rhymes. They can do it. They're they're good at songs, singing palupas. Uh, <laughs> um, I was gonna say, I love the look of. I mean, it's the important. The first part of the movie is so kind of dreary and kind of colorless for the most part. Mm-hmm. That I feel like that helps when you go into the factory. And how that really pops because it's been so kind of dull. Was was this a Technicolor movie? Not sure. I don't think it was Technicolor specifically. I think it was just. I mean, it was just like the first part. So like, there's not much. Nothing really pops. You know, they live in like a very gray and white, black. It's just very like dull colors. And then once you get into the factory, it's like, oh shit! I think almost like we're seeing color for the first time. So it feels like, and how well they the set decoration thing because like every single thing is had to be handmade there like there's no mm-hmm. cgi involved in that so um it just looks so it's just that's kind of stuff that's like so good it's like tangible like somebody made this like it looks great um i don't know i just i love i the, really yeah on that topic sort of just sort of jump into that topic of like practical versus cg effects I, I'm sure you've heard this explanation for like why practical tends to feel better, even when you can tell it's fake, is mm-hmm. because there's like it's the degrees of separation. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, okay, I know this isn't real, but I know it's physically there. Whereas with CG, I know this isn't real and I know, I know it was it's not physically, physically there. <laughs> yeah. It's like it, it hits you two ways. You're like, oh well, that double sucks. But it's like I mean, I, I know I understand why they have to do it now and it's cheaper and less uh time consuming and building all this stuff but and you see somebody build a set like the wonka chocolate factory you're like this is why we should build sets like this is yeah you know i'm all um, i've always been like listen if you can do something practically you should i mean yeah i wish that is the way to do it but i was saying time constraints and budget and all that stuff but um i mean that part's the boat ride's insane yeah the stuff that happens at the boat ride it's like what it, what the fuck is i mean i love get, it but you I'm, get to see the chicken getting his head cut off right and like the fucking oh my god the fucking like centipede like crawling across a woman's face or something yeah wonka why do you have <laughs> yeah exactly and then it like cuts to them like sort of parking the boat and he moves along like absolutely nothing happened like this was totally normal you would what's the like the function of that tunnel like you know what i mean just to freak yeah. people out like uh i don't know like like funny. everything else like you know, having the whole factory like being made of candy, I guess you can make some sort of whimsical, magical explanation of like, oh, it's naturally grown. And like the waterfall, oh, the chocolate is turned by waterfall. There's no other factory that does it that way. But it's like, okay, why the fuck is there this horror show that you've put in here? <laughs> why do you have this nightmare tunnel in the middle of the factory? <laughs> I don't know. It raises a lot of questions. See, but I like that Willy Wonka raises a lot of questions. The movie doesn't feel the need to answer every single one of them just let mm-hmm. it absolutely 
let be out there. We don't need to know why uh, you have this or that or whatever. I just like to ask questions about it. I <laughs> just think it's funny. Um, God, what else is there to say about Willy Wonka? Shock this is what I was worried about coming into this. I'm like, oh, it's so famous. What are we gonna? I think we I think say? we went into this saying like this might be a short one, but um, especially for this yeah. show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, 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 yeah, you 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 go towards like two hours sometimes, but um, three I think more than almost anything. <laughs> it's bananas. Yeah, exactly. No, hmm. um, I don't know. It's just um, it really is just a movie. It's one of those movies like like I said, it's in my top ten. I think it's it is number ten. Last I looked at Letterbox, but it's like. It, it's one of those things, it's sort of intangible how you, I think we talked about this when we each did our list of our top five favorite movies. When you're talking about your favorite movies, it's almost such an intangible thing that a lot of these movies have that you can talk about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It is, I mean, it's tougher, I think, when you really love movie. But I do really, I do still love, love Willy Wonka. This time I almost, I felt like it was being more nitpicky probably because it was for the show. But I just, mm-hmm. some of those early songs I forgot about and I do not care for. I was thinking like, like, you know, I don't like musicals that much, but for some reason, I'm fine with this one. I don't know why. Maybe because it it always helps when it's not like talking the whole thing. That always helps yes. when people aren't like so they have full stops. Like if they do a song and they're back to like normal, basically, and they talk and normal conversations and they go into a, so it's like a little musical number. Um, and I think I accept it more in like children's movies, which maybe is like biased of me. <laughs> but like I accept like song breaks more in like kids movies. Um <laughs> especially cartoons. But I was like, wow, this is, I mean, it's definitely a musical because it takes a break for a song like every few minutes. I get the help. The songs are short for the most part, especially besides cheer up Charlie. Yeah. Okay. So hold on. Let me, number. let me think here of all the song numbers. You got uh, the candy man, cheer up Charlie. Um, then I don't think there's Him any. The grandpa do like a song and dance number. Basically. Oh, yeah, fucking, I got a golden, um, I got a golden ticket. ticket. Yeah. I got right. a golden ticket. Then I think we get into pure imagination. You get like four renditions of the Oompa Loompa song. <laughs> and is that it? Are there any other songs? I think that's it. I guess that's it. Yeah, I guess that's it. It's not, yeah, it's not super heavy on the. Oh, the... wait, fucking uh, Veruca Salt song. Um, I want it oh. now. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was just <laughs> really being an awful brat. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know why. It's it's uh, it's weird. I can't defend my still like I don't like musicals, but I like Willy Wonka. Like, I, I don't know. I guess it's paced differently. And like, you know, it's just the songs are shorter and it's like very mm-hmm. clear. Like, OK, now we're going to sing a song. <laughs> what were we going to say? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, just thinking of Veruca Salt, it reminded me. The one thing that's very satisfying, I'm pretty sure there's something in the song that like alludes to this is it sort of like straight up like tells Veruca Salt's dad. It's just like, hey, you you fucking did this. All right. <laughs> it's your fault that your child is like this. And that oh. is so vindicating for me. Uh huh. I forgot like that I, part. Yeah. Well, I know, especially, sorry to go back to the Tim Burton version, but there's one <laughs> line in the song where it's just like, uh, like, uh, who did this? Like, who made the child this way? The uh, the guilty ones, now this is sad, is good old mom and loving dad. It's... Mm. Well, it is their fault. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. He just gives everything she wants. Like, what do you think's going to happen, buddy? Um God, I wish I had more to talk about, but I really don't think I do. I do have one more thing I can bring up, and I'm I'm not sure if I've ever said this before on the podcast, but I may have talked to you about it in private. Are you familiar (laughs) that they have made or something? Sorry, (laughs) have you have you heard that they've made like 
Tom and Jerry remakes of classic movies. What? Okay. <laughs> <No>. They <laughs> made like Tom and Jerry and Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. And it's literally like an animated version of Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Like they recreated so close. They cut a few things here and there. Mm-hmm. But they just throw in random scenes with Tom and Jerry, like randomly, like I, they just put. <laughs> they did the same <laughs> thing with of Wizard this. of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll send it to you. But it's so it's such a bizarre thing. Like, and they recreate like when Augustus Gloop is being interviewed, they do the same thing with the reporter. He has his antlers. It's such a bizarre experiment they've done. It's almost like the fucking uh, the Psycho remake where they do things like shot by shot, but they throw in Tom and Jerry for some reason. I'm sorry, random, random thought there. But <laughs> just never, I never bizarre. heard of this. I didn't know what it was. Uh, that is very random, very weird. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, this that Willy Wonka has been. This reminded me of something else I could say that it has been parodied and uh, done many, many times. I for some oh, my first yeah, there was... thing I go to was the Family Guy episode, yeah, the <laughs> like, Pot Tucker Pat thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Um, did South Park ever parody Willy Wonka? Maybe he was in Imagination It feels like they would have had to. I mean, been on for so long. I don't know. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, I know you've never watched uh, Futurama much, but there's a great old Futurama episode where they go to... There's this soda in Futurama called Slurm, and they go to the Slurm factory. Oh, and, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. Um, I can't really think of much else. Again, yeah, it's, just, it's but it's like permeated pop culture pretty well at this point. Like every like most of the references have you know gotten through, and um, it's really endured. I think because of that, because <laughs> just like um, yeah, I don't know. But I I do still really enjoy the movie. I think it's super well made. I always think it's like closer to two hours or longer, and then it's only an hour. Like it's barely an hour forty. Mm-hmm. And and, and they, like I said, they really I forgot how much they kind of cram in the factory stuff to the back half like i did not remember that being which is so like funny that. since that's so what you remember a member of the movie i know it's like how did they do they really rush through getting those kids out of there. <laughs> not not rush through but they just they're throwing them out real quick um but uh yeah i don't know i i think i still think it's great i almost feel bad that i feel like we never a long episode but you might be relieved for once it's like oh thank god they didn't go for three hours about something um, right but uh, all the movies I've talked for so long about, Willy Wonka, I give like an hour. To. <laughs> yeah, it's it's what it is. It's fine. I'm, I'm sorry I couldn't give you much more for my for my yearly return. It's, it's I don't think there's much to say. I, I think you're fine. I might yeah. I might be able to come back more this year if you if you ever want to have me on again. <laughs> That's I mean. good. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't send people like people were like where's Ken? I didn't send the Oompa and take him away. He's, like, <laughs> he's been around. We still talk. We probably don't want to do episodes as much as we talk to each other all the time on the phone anyway. So it's almost oh, yeah, like, like days when because Matt and I work for the same company and on days where we're both working remotely, we'll call each other up and like just make nonsense <laughs> jokes. I know. Just always talking nonsense. So uh, we probably don't feel the need to like do podcasts together that much. But I know. Um, but yeah, anytime. Uh, it's it's a good time. So I'll I will. Yes, my resolution is to get you back on the show. At least a couple you know of times I'll, this I'll year. I'll make it. I'll make that my resolution to to be on a little more often. Yeah, it's okay. You're a busy man. I understand, but we can get you. We can get you a couple more podcast appearances for the year. Yeah. <laughs> like more than one. Uh, it would be a funny running joke though if I just brought you out every single year at New Year's. Like Ken's <laughs> back, like the New Year's baby of the podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> just hey, you know it's the New Year when Ken rolls around. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, 
yeah, this was fun. Uh, I'm glad we got an episode out because I missed one last week because it was Christmas. So it's like let's get something out for the new year. Just a little, a little something to hold people over. So, um, yeah, do you want to plug anything or? I mean, you know, I'm not. I don't do the I know, social media thing. You're not uh, a social media El- man. <laughs> Elwood Balboa ninety two on Letterbox. I occasionally post reviews and my thoughts on things, but yeah, I stay we- off the grid. I'm I'm like Ron <laughs> Swanson. I like to live off the grid. <laughs> Got to get you uh, uh, Letterbox on Letterbox more. I think to get you on there more. <laughs> I do enjoy you know making my lists and writing reviews on there. So mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we will see. Uh, but yeah, we'll get you back on a few more times. Uh, I I guess the only thing I have next week, I will say should, I will say should be <laughs> the top 10 of 2023 episode. Uh, we're still trying to schedule it. It's very hard to get, I think, me, Mark, and Hayden all together on the same. We're trying to schedule all at the same time, which can be difficult. But I think we have it. Uh, so if all goes according to plan, next week episode, next week episode should be a top 10 2023 with me, Mark, and Hayden. Um, it should be a good time. You know that top 10 list is giving me a really hard time this year. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to do. Um, but uh yeah, so you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Film Feast Pod, follow me uh on Twitter at Maplet87, and follow me and the podcast on Instagram, Film Feast All One Word. Um, and that's it. See y'all next time. Bye everybody. <laughs>